Hello and welcome to this episode of the Engage Podcast. I'm Jamie. I'm Simon. And today we're going to be doing uh, our listener's choice, uh, the Corbin Might Manoeuvre episode. So this obviously harkens back to, oh, i say what, about a year and a half ago, roughly, where um, obviously we'd put a poll out about listener's choice. Um, and obviously that year we did, uh, Christoph's one was the uh, uh, the winner. And you did the franchise fatigue episode, and the runner-up was um, Cindy from Twitter, which was the Corbinite Corbinite maneuver. Um, and as obviously it's a year on, Simon said to me, "Jamie, you should do this this year." So obviously I've um, obviously agreed with Simon, and I decided to put uh, this in well my half of the year this year. Well, we thought I dealt with Christoph. Jamie dealt with Cindy, so I left it to him, and it's yes. kind of, and as ever, I helped him a bit with kind of some of the notes, Yeah. as ever, because why not? Why not? <laughs> Make it help with the last one, might as well help with this one, like, yeah. and kind of pinned him in the right direction. We then, after I looked at the notes and went here, looked at this lot, we then got in contact with Cindy, who then pointed us in another direction that Jamie will explain. Yeah, what what we're going to do for this is within the Corbamite Maneuver episode, we're going to be... Because uh, Cindy, said, Cindy had this idea, but she, she also got it... Um, she's also in, in... Well, explain that first, then get into... Oh, OK. Uh, so, yeah, so this is the original message back back last year. Hmm. Um, <laughs> do I just read the whole thing? Or Up just goes... Um, so, yeah, so I asked her about... Um, ideas around the Corbamite manoeuvre episode and she replied I was thinking of the episode as a whole but one aspect I, f- I find quite interesting is how each of the bridge crew react during the prospect of impending destruction it makes a fascinating psychological study I've even heard comparisons to the stages of accepting terminal illness so I just responded uh, thanks thanks Cindy that's a really interesting idea if you have any others feel free to let, to let us know and she replied will do and thanks um, so obviously Years gone by, we contacted her and said, yeah, we're now doing it. Yeah. Any help you can give us would be much appreciated. And she then replied. Uh, so she said, um, it's been a very long time since I thought about the concept of the Corbomite manoeuvre and the stages of grief. I didn't come up with the idea, but actually heard it first on the Mission Log podcast, uh, way back when the original host, John and Ken, covered that episode. Uh and she very kindly actually also sent us a link, which was very nice of her as well. I kind of didn't need it. You didn't need it, but because you already had the episode. But and Simon then sent it on to, and you emailed it to me. Uh, yeah, one of my edited episodes. Like, here, here's this thing as well. Yeah. Um, because I did a bit of checking, and the episode hadn't hasn't was uh, was released in 2012. Yeah, so eight years ago now. So long, and it was episode 11, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so a long time since I'd listened to it as well. So no wonder I didn't put two and two together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and so, so we, yeah. we invited her on here just like we did with Christoph. Um, uh, but yeah, she she you know she was a bit camera shy. A bit camera shy. She she declined, which is which is completely fair enough. Uh, but but thank you for the idea, Cindy, for listening. Yeah, absolutely. And for all your additional help and for the reminder about Mission Log, because I yeah. wouldn't, I didn't, I really, I did not put two and two together. No, she, she, even though I did, I had listened to it. You really helped us with that, Cindy. So thank you very much, much appreciated. 
And um, yeah, so we've got obviously that, and we've, I think we said we've, we listened to the episode and we've got some notes. We listened to Mission Log, we watched the episode back pretty much last night yeah. together, or separately but together. That one and the other bit. Thank you. Yeah, uh, and also Simon <laughs> had found you. It was you, wasn't it? You found some. You found some notes as well um, to do because what what we're going to be doing with this episode is specifically within we're looking at as as I read out said the kind of impact and you know and, and this could be a general thing as well how I said how you react to a, a, a situation where I said you're you're very much stress. Um, but what was interesting, particularly listening to Mission Log, was how the uh, Corbomite manoeuvre actually um, explores and actually touches on the uh, different stages of grief, um, which, again, was very, very interesting. Uh, yeah, it's like Ken Ray says about halfway through. Mm. It was really interesting to re-listen re to. And because I briefly searched it and just kind of went, you know five stages of grief and found something equivalent that I thought would fit the notes mm. not prior to listening to the episode mm. so it was a bit of luck that I stumbled on what I thought was right that actually worked into yeah. the um, what Ken Ray was saying yeah. so I had my fingers crossed that they'd work unfortunately it's in relation to the five stages of grief because my God, there are other, there are different formula, uh, formulas. Yes, of it. I think there's, there's, I think I mean, later on there's, it says about seven. Yeah, there's one or two, or as much as seven. I mean, the, the five stages that are here are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Now the thing is, you can feel these in any order. It doesn't have to be necessarily that order. It can, and it can be for different lengths of time. Uh, and it all depends. It could be the loss of a loved one. It could be a, a, a divorce or a breakup. It could be a job loss or terminal illness. Any number of... Um... Do you want to talk about the origins of it? Yeah. Because I think that's interesting where it comes from. Yeah. Um, in 1969, a Swiss-American psychiatrist named Elizabeth... Uh, Kubler. Thank you, Ross, wrote in her book on death and dying that grief could be divided into five stages... Her observations came from years of working with terminally ill with individuals. Her theory of grief became known as the Kubler-Ross model. While it was originally devised for people who were ill, these stages of grief have been adapted for other experiences were lost too. So, yeah, I said it's, it's, it's very interesting. If you think, if you think in general, particularly, because I said, the Corbomite manoeuvre, because the, the interesting thing about that episode, because I think you said this to me, was where it is is actually one of the first to be produced yes it's like the if you look at the number it's zero three yeah. it's the third thing ever produced really yeah. so it was after the initial first two first pilots yeah so you could in theory argue that Corbin again that, that comes from the facts that you hear in mission log where it's kind yeah. of first time you see um who are first time you see um Spot. round well, not the worst spot. Uh, first time she's he says, um, fascinating. fascinating and stuff yeah. like that. And it's very interesting, just kind of first it has in it that you're not aware of. So things aren't quite what they are. Yeah, and and, we are in, and this is obviously, this relates to our kind of topic because of the way, that particular, because it mainly focuses on a crew member called uh, Bailey, who's lieutenant and he's at, um, he's at the con, isn't con, isn't he? Is it a con? 
That's not right, is it? I don't think that's right, no. Helm. Helm, Helm, thank you. He's at Helm. Um, and obviously he was only a one-episode character, but the way he interacts, particularly mainly with Kirk, if I think... Jamie, it works into something that you've ruined for me. Um, in plain sight, it's that whole thing. He's in there for one purpose alone, just to yeah. go off with Baylor. Like That's the whole point. That's the, like He's the fool guy. He's the one that... Yeah fulfills that role for this episode like it's the same similar guy in Balance of Terror but do you think if the show had been more established do you think Kirk would have reacted differently would have done something differently in that situation with regards to Bailey or do you think he would have acted the same anyway even if it was later on in the series and the characters and the shows had had been established more not really you think he would have still Kirk it's the same sort of thing in um, Obsession not that everyone actually remembers that episode, but season three. Oh, look, there's a big blob. I didn't do anything. You've got to do it. Oh, no, I've, I've been a bit harsh towards you. Isn't, You're right, actually. Is that the, is that the cloud episode? There's a player one here. I think that's season two, if I remember. I think it's season two. Yeah, I'm probably getting it wrong. But I'm probably missing. Oh, look. Have a look. Have a oh, look. I think um, I'm probably wrong. That's a really, that's a really good episode. I think again, one that kind of gets forgotten about. But it's actually a really good one, actually. Um, but yeah, going back to Connor. But that's just that's Kirk's remit. It's yeah. kind of I'm going to give you a hard time. Oh, whoopsie! I didn't need to. You like me, but you're kind of like a younger me. Oh, don't worry. I'll give you a bit of grace. Yeah, okay. Episode thirteen of season two. Oh, I'm, I'm corrected. Sorry? But it's that whole thing. It's like he gives the lieutenant instance a bit of a hard time. Actually, he really likes yeah. helping them out in reality. Well, I think. I think what what and again, I said um, John and Ken brought this up in in the mission log. They were saying, and I completely agree. You know, and it says it in the actual episodes. Like McCoy saying, McCoy saying to Kurt, in a way, he's hard on characters like Bailey or these other lieutenants and ensigns and whoever, because they're a reflection of Kirk's younger self and how he used to be. So, you yeah, know. Can we also say this episode's kind of a proto-season review for this episode of original series. It's kind of why yeah. we've both got from it. Um, and on that note, I came up with some silly notes that I would do for this episode in a review. Kirk doesn't get to the bridge until six minutes in. Six minutes! Yeah. Like, that's just nuts. Hmm. Like, don't worry, oh, I'll go and change. Like, really? <laughs> like, six minutes? Like, is it doing anything? No, all right, then. I'll to go and change then. Hmm. I also got vibes about where Silence um, has leased. I also got those vibes in it. Yeah, Baylock's testing them, yeah. And, um... Oh. Cause it's all about morality and then the Nagilums like that Nagilum, and then with um, yeah. and then yeah. the kind of self-destruct it's that so I got that vibe with it yeah agreed they couldn't be bothered to build Baylock ships they just use curtains yeah you look at that ship and it's like 50% curtains like what was the other thing you said that you found in Baylock, Baylock I added a... that earlier Baylock likes lights on his ships everyone's got lights on it yeah like yeah. he's got the cube kids choy Marker boil, boil, but a boy, and then you got the oh, what's the big one called again? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. For serious, I think yeah. That's for it. Serious. Yeah, yeah. That that's it, yeah. Just, you know what we use Christmas decorations for? If you look at the original 
special effects. That is just a ball of Christmas decorations that they've just shoved on a... And then even the pilot vessel's like miniature Christmas... What was that about? <laughs> so, well, one thing I'm, I'm particularly uh, interested in is you mentioned before we started, well, that you... You'd, because as usual, this is this is kind of us. And I said we we you know I said Mission Lock have done this, but you found a way to kind of you said you found like a, a, an interesting way to kind of put a bit of a twist on it. No, I was saying we should try and come up with one. I didn't oh, come up right. with one, but <laughs> I think you're proud of what you come up with one. I misheard. <laughs> no, I listened to Mission Log on like Monday and the episode yesterday, so no, it was a kind of. Let's come up with something, Jamie, so, rather than I've come up with something. Otherwise, I would have said, I've come up with something, okay, and I didn't. Right. It was you like, did, let's right. come up with something. I, I, I dropped you in it there, didn't I? <laughs> I hadn't. That's why I've only got those notes. And... Oh, dear. <laughs> so what do you think, sir? Yeah, an episode with us are a bit miscommunication in yeah. there. It's like yeah. Jamie well, misunderstanding well, what I mean. Yeah, well, that, that miscommunication, mainly on this time, it's on my part, so I do apologise for that. Um, but, you know, yeah, as you say, it wouldn't be us without that, would it? Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, obviously, you know, looking at looking at this episode, kind of, and, because I, I think I said this to you before, you know, no matter the amount of training and experience you have, so obviously you know, Starfleet uh, trains them. You know, if you sit through like horror, through simulations, and obviously, you know, you go out there and you gain that experience. But no matter, matter, matter how well trained or how much experience you have in these kind of life-threatening situations, you know, there's you, you, everyone has a breaking point. And everyone is going to react to a situation differently. So, in this example, where say you're looking at through the kind of the five stages of grief. So, you know, you I think I said Bailey kind of reacts. Said he, he kind of lashes out, doesn't he? There's a point where he lashes out. You've got Sulu. He can't, like when when Baylock says, "Oh, you've got ten Earth minutes." Yeah, one thing you didn't do, which I did do, as they were doing it at mission log, I noted there and what the who means what? So McCoy is in denial. A Bailey is angry. Kurt goes through the bargaining. Uh, Spock is depressed, and everyone is the acceptance scheme yeah. by the last last ten minutes of the side episode. We'll start there then. So obviously we've Doctor. Do you want to note them down? Uh, yeah, I'll note them down. So <laughs> I suppose you didn't do it, Jamie. Well, so just, many. Just thought that was an obvious thing to do. Well, you know me, so if there's one thing I'm not, it's obvious. Sometimes. And they translate quite well throughout the episode, I think. They are quite... I think you need that, though. And I think Ken does say in the episode, it's kind of, that's the whole point of it. Is to try and deal with it. And I think, 69, if you think about it, well, when did the episode come out? 66, wasn't it? 1966. So it kind of predates when this happened. So it's very quite interesting that mm. it may have been in some maybe medical journal. Yeah, I mean maybe. Yeah, I mean exactly. So before it became, uh, before her book came out, is 
so the fact that it said it kind of emulated that which is that's a that is interesting i don't know if there's a direct correlation now if it's just probably just coincidence but but so yeah you've got mccoy obviously he's in denial so you start off with the first instance of that is really when kirk's undergoing a the physical, red alert goes off isn't it yes yeah, and mccoy doesn't tell him just just and I think he actually says in that scene after after Kirk berates him, not telling him, he's like, "Well, you know, if I jump every time there's a if there's red alert goes off, I'm going to start going crazy." I do love it. It is a bit like, "Well, ship has been blowing up around me. I'm sure I've got a few minutes." And then you have got Kirk going, "Oh yeah, I'm not going to get to the bridge for another six minutes." That's the same sort of thing of just kind of, "Oh yeah, well, it hasn't blown up around me. I'm going to assume it's all right, so I'm not going to worry too much." Like you wouldn't have that in like. And later series, it's a bit like Red Alert goes off, like, and they go, "Oh no, I've got time for tea." Like, mm. that's the original series. That's one thing I sort of, you there and go, "That couldn't be any more original series if it tried." Just oh, kind yeah. of, Kirk shirtless, Sykes goes to the bridge and goes, "No, you know what? I'm going to go and change. I'm going to have a quick shower and then go." Like, you can imagine it's like twenty minutes later, like. I'm here now, like, anything happened? No, no, all right, then fine, let's do something about it. We're good, we're good. Um, so, yeah, you've obviously got, and then I think McCoy kind of says, oh, well, if I jumped every time there's a red alert, then I'll just go crazy, or I'll, I'll start speaking to myself, which is ironic, because the fact he speaks to himself after Kirk has kind of gone. Um, you know, so, and, I see, see this, is the, this is the thing about, the notes say you know, it's a common defence mechanism and helps numb you to the intensity of the situation. And do you know what a classic word is for that? With that's not 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 every time you say it, but if you can sense something's wrong, and we've been in, we've we've been in that situation numerous times. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And actually, in psychology terms, do you not know fine actually is feelings inside not expressed. Yeah. So there's another acronym for you. <laughs> sorry so yeah I mean because as you say it's a way of protecting in a way it's a way his brain's way of protecting you against that grief whatever it is whether it's as you say the numerous examples we've given um, so should we move on to the next bit which is is there anything you want to say more about that bit no not really um, so obviously then you get to the next stage which is anger and this obviously is mainly Bailey so he's obviously he gets angry kind of oh how, how can you all just sit there and accept this as it is you know we're about to die and you're all just sitting here doing nothing but what also comes with that pressure for bailey and i, you know, and I think actually for a one episode character i actually think he was written very well you know for only someone who's in one episode i think he actually got a, i think he's actually got a bit of character development because you know, it's not just that, but he's also under pressure because he's just been promoted, and so he's now a lieutenant. And obviously, he's at con helm, helm, he's at helm. Um, and you know, McCoy actually says to Kirk in the episode, "Well, you know, I think you've promoted him too soon. I think you've put too much pressure on him too soon, and he can't handle it." So, you know, while a promotion can be normally is a good thing. It can it can have the opposite effect. You've been promoted, but if you if the shoe you know if, if the shoes are too big or whatever to fit, then it's going to put even more pressure on you. And particularly in a in a situation like that, 
even more so. You're going you're gonna to snap. I mean... I, well, it does say it in the notes. Anger is a masking effect. Anger is hiding many of the emotions and pain that you carry. So anger may be redirected to other people, such as the person who died, your ex, or your old boss. You'll, you may even aim your anger at inanimate objects. Um, anger may mask itself in feelings like bitterness or resentment. It may not be a clear-cut fury or rage. Some anger subsides, however, you may begin to think or more think more rationally about what's happening and feel the emotions you've been pushing aside. Um, which I think he does towards the episode. He does get into the acceptance stage, as everyone else does. Yeah. And by the way, the research I shoved at Jamie, it's oh, yeah. from the Healthline website. Yeah, Healthline.com. Stages of grief, general patterns from breakups, divorces, loss, and more. Yeah. Which I just felt suited us down to the ground and is three pages worth yeah. and just was like just what we needed after the last episode's worth of research and mm. it got James approval very quickly it's like yes I like this it's three pages thank you so yeah obviously you've got that aspect of Bane and also he, even in the way he wants to act out so he wants to actually shoot he wants to actually yeah, shoot yeah that works a, into the inanimate objects it's yeah. that sort of thing to it he wants to shoot at the cube or alien can ship. I just point out the resourcefulness of people in the original series so the power gets cut out what does Yeoman Ron do makes coffee with a phaser for heaven's sake like <laughs> only on the original series they just go yeah. I didn't realise I actually did write it down yeah you've just forgotten again I've forgot well yeah, so the, per- the each of the stages and who kind of suffers from it. So well done, Jamie. Thank you. I, I just did... not five minutes too late, but you know whatever. <laughs> okay, it wouldn't be there wouldn't be an episode of the Engaged Podcast if I wasn't losing my head in some way. Um, so yeah, so and then obviously we get on to kind of um, one of the thing I, f- I found quite interesting with Bay- with Baylock was. He was. He said in the episode that, oh, you know, I'm sure you know. Clint Howard. Clint Howard. Yes. It's always Clint Howard. Um, you. I'm sure you have a dear. I'm trying. I don't know why I'm trying to do Baylock's voice. They to your gods. Yeah, that give you bring you. Which comfort. you also through the mission log guys as well. It's just like, huh, random. Mm. Mm. But again, if you're thinking about it, late sixties, you're still quite religious and. Religion was still a very much a prevalent thing. Well, whether in American society or. Even, even, I say, and I think they said society. in the episode it's just kind of you would still have references to gods and god and things yeah. in the logs so you just read it and just go oh I may still believe in it I don't know yeah because you've got to think he probably didn't do an extensive in-depth look at their logs he probably just did a brief scan that's another thing I found weird in that episode so no. trying to stop Kirk chat talking he does the kind of Nails down the chalkboard thing, doesn't he? He does that horrible, staticky, noisy thing. Oh, yeah. No response from her. She just carries on. Well, you know the one that makes her pull her earpiece out? Oh, oh yeah. That one, for some reason, I'm going, how does that work? The but one that goes, oh. <laughs> and she goes, oh. And but you're going, one. no, the chalkboard. No, she's just sat there going, like, I'm still listening. But the, oh, <laughs> no, which I found really strange. Like, surely it's the other one, and the other one you're going, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's like whale song, but whatever. Yeah, it's Jamie. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh. 
<laughs> I just want to do it, so I'm trying to get everyone to stop. So we've got the higher, the fewer, and then... Ooh. It's just a really random sound. Hmm. Indeed. With Bailey, we were talking about Bailey, I think. Yes. Where I got chatting about horror and noises and... Which is fine. Other uh, weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's just me just doing a Caesar review of... <laughs> Well, we could do to where what we thought the episode of as well. It kind of does relate how you think they kind of discuss, well, kind of how they kind of explored the themes, and if it's still quite relevant today. And then, so, still technically, still relates. Uh, so yeah. So next, we go on to the first stage, which is bargaining. Bargaining. Yeah. So that's it. Kurt going on bargain hunt. Not really. <laughs> no. Uh, so, Kirk and Bailey. Well, it's mainly Kirk, a little bit of Bailey. Um, Kirk, Bailey, you're on the blue team. Yeah. <laughs> Spocker, Spocker, Spock McCoy. You're on the red team. team. Yeah. So, trying to find a way out of the situation. So, Bailey actually says before he starts to lose it, well, let's find out what they want. Let's find out actually what they want. And obviously, you know, so... Uh, I'm trying to think of this. During grief, you may feel vulnerable and helpless. In those moments of intense emotions, it's not uncommon to look for other ways to regain control or to want to feel like you can affect the outcome of an event. In the bargaining stage of grief, you may find yourself creating a lot of what if, if only statements. Yeah. That's not very concerning because it's like our whole what if series. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, so, bargaining so, is a line of defense against the emotions of grief. It helps you postpone the sadness, confusion, or hurt. So if effectively, we, we're basically with this with that series of episodes. We're basically displaying one of the signs of grief. Then, maybe. Okay, bargain. It's bargain. Bargain. Yeah, bargaining. Yeah. So, yeah, and obviously that's that's reflected. Said well, you know. Um, I love the way that they always go back to chess or poker. Yes, they always go back to it. Yeah, and that's and that's you know. It saves the day on um, court martial as well. Yes, does as well. Because oh, why not? I really need to rewatch the original series. <laughs> I keep saying it, but I really do need to. Um, yeah, but it's what you do as a captain, isn't it? You just try and find a way of. Yeah, and as we see, he comes up with the you know if 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 there's no solution, I'm just going to bluff my way out of this situation. That's what he did in um, Cobrash and Maru. Yep. So, um, and then we go on to the next stage, which obviously would be Spock. With depression. Yes. Um, depression may feel like a quiet stage of grief. Like the other stages of grief, depression can be difficult and messy. It can feel overwhelming. You may feel foggy, heavy and confused. Depression may feel like the inevitable landing point of any loss. Or if you feel stuck here, or can't seem to move past this stage of grief. Talk with a mental health expert. A therapist can help you work through this period of coping. And examples of that, depending on the kind of the type of depression you're going through, whether it's something from whatever's happened, it can be. So breakup or, or divorce is why I go on at all. Job loss, I don't know how to go forward from here. Death of a loved one, what, I, what am I without them? Or terminal illness diagnosis, my whole life comes to this terrible end. So, you know, I think it's safe to say, I think, you know, we've all... We've all suffered from it at some point. I know I said, you know, 
I think we all kind of we both have, haven't we, Si? Oh, everyone goes everyone. through loss at some point. Impression, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. There's a quote of a of a fan fiction story I read which described the depression perfectly, but for the life of me, I cannot remember it. Life is strange. Yes, something from Life is Always Strange. Always Life is Strange. Always Life is Strange. As I say, it's we're fumbling in the background somewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Jamie. I haven't read any. I know it is in a little bit. I don't know. It's, I think I know the story, but I can't. I might be able to bring it up. I might see if I can quickly find it because that's a really great quote, and I want to. Um, let's turn on. So yeah, um, so yeah, Spock obviously suffers from this. It's it's, it's only very subtle because obviously he's obviously he's well, he's half human, half Vulcan, but he's more. Is towards more his Vulcan Yeah, side. I was going to correct you if you were going to say oh, he's Vulcan. I was going to say I don't know, I actually... I remember. <laughs> so, obviously, he says, um, he kind of, I think it's like, uh, he says something like, oh, I'm sorry, almost says I'm sorry to Kirk when he's like, oh, I can't think of any logical way out of this situation. Mm-hmm. So, he kind of, he kind of, well, that's my phone turning back on. Because I really, this quote about depression is, it's a, it's a really, really good quote. It describes depression perfectly. No, my phone's starting to load and start. Um, so, okay, okay. see, I'm going to get angry at any object to make. Come on, <laughs> I'm displaying anger. One of the five signs of grief. Oh dear. Do you think any of the other characters? Don't you think also um, that Sulu does as well? Because he's kind of he just he keeps counting down the clock, doesn't he? He goes, oh, you know, there's seven minutes left, or there's seven minutes and thirty seconds. I think seconds. he comes under the acceptance because that's everyone. Does he? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. But do you also think it could be a way from coping as well with it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's it's probably a bit too abstract. We're saying good to, uh, again, it's a bit like in um, Contagion, where it's like, oh yes, why don't we focus on something? So Riker organises the um, source separation, just mm. to get everyone to focus on something. I think it's that, he's just doing his job, and whatever happens, happens. So I think he's more in denial than anything. You think that's what it? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, because throughout all of this, I kind of they're the main one that has it, but you could also argue they have bits of some of the other ones. Because hmm. again, I didn't note it. Note now, I just went for the main one that uh, Ken Ray spoke speaks about. But I do think he's more in denial than he is anything else. But so you think really it's just Spock that's kind of suffering from that depressive that that depression. Depression, that that depression, de- that aspect of depression. There we go. That's just, oh God, my words today. Do you think that Spock's the only one who's suffering from depression? Well, he definitely that? fit the quiet stage of grief, wouldn't he? He's a quiet for being half Vulcan, isn't he? Like, not very emotive. Oh, definitely. I think it might be this one. Uh, so I'm just getting to where the quote is. It's taken me a while, but. Uh, I think I actually quoted this. So many comments. Um, ah, yes, here we are. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so this story I read, this all for uh, describes depression, right? 
Depression is such a foul and insidious demon to fight as it always tells you those lies, always makes you feel alone. And I think that just sums up, I think it just sums up the whole concept perfectly. I don't know if you agree, but I, that just really spoke to me. Yeah, it fits. Yeah, so there we go. <laughs> All that just for a quote, but it's such a, a such a flipping good one. It fit perfectly with this episode, so I've got to find that. It's worth digging around for. Yeah. Um, I love the way I look at your notes going, oh, that's clever, Jamie. You printed out properly, and I've remembered I gave you those notes as well, didn't I? I printed the two off. No, I've got these myself. Almost, now you did, you did. Because um, so, it's like, well, there's only three pages, and I was printing off two. Yeah. Which is a nice change. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think that fits with what we're talking about. Hmm. It's just very, I think it is very difficult to put an emotion onto Spock, unless he's yeah. high up on spores or... <laughs> yeah. This side of paradise? Yeah. That is season two as well, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I suppose it fits, and if you've got to half make it work, why not? Yeah. I mean, and obviously the final, obviously the final one, obviously is acceptance. So that's basically that encompasses pretty much all the characters. So kind of. Um, well, they do it at the like thirty-minute mark, don't they? Like um, yeah. Bailey comes back on the bridge, and they're all just sat there, going. Oh, there we go. I love the way Sulu's just going, oh, 30 seconds for all those that are interested. And everyone's going, I'm not, not really. Um, acceptance is not necessarily oh. a happy or upfilling stage of grief. Uplifting. It does, however, mean that you've accepted it and have come to understand what it means yeah. uh, in your life now. Look to acceptance as a way to see that there may be more good days than bad, but they may still be bad, and that's okay. So yeah, it's you can just tell that after a while everyone's just like, oh whatever, sure. If this is it, this is it, and I think that's a part of being a member of Starfleet. Yeah, I mean as I said, everyone's going to react differently no matter no matter the training or experience. And obviously they're all and in a way, you know, Kirk's got a lot of pressure on him as well because he's a captain. They look to him for guidance. Um, and you know he said he gives that really I think that really cool that really cool speech, doesn't he? I would argue that if you look at seven stages, I think it also fits with that as well. Uh, well, it works well, but I think seven might fit even better. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. Because you can attribute more to different characters a bit more. Mm. Yeah, I'd I agree with that. So they are shock and denial. This is a state of disbelief and numbing, numbing, numbed, numbed feeling. Uh, pain and guilt you may feel that the loss is unbearable and that you're making other people's lives harder because of your feelings and needs that's very much Bailey I, yeah. I think um, anger and bargaining you may lash out telling God or a higher power that you'll do anything they ask if they'll only grant you relief from those feelings um, depression this may be a period of isolation and loneliness during which you process and reflect on the loss you want to continue or do you want to I'm wondering what you're doing. That would turn, <laughs> at this point, the stages of grief, like anger and pain, have died down, and you're left in a more calm and relaxing state. Reconstruction and working through, you can begin to uh, put pieces back of your life together and carry forward. Acceptance and hope. This is a very gradual acceptance of the new way of life and the feelings of uh, possibility in the future. And again, that fits at the end with Bailey going off with Bailock uh, for a bit, doesn't it? For 
an indeterminate amount of time. Oh, and I did realise, if you watch an episode, the pup, the mannequin doesn't blink. Doesn't it? It doesn't actually blink at any point. So you can actually tell it is actually a puppet, not actually a living thing. <laughs> okay. if, you, if you watch it very closely, because it is a blurred screen and things, but it doesn't actually bl- a blink. Oh, okay, I didn't notice that when I watched through, but I'll have to watch And if you watch the stuff. movements of it, it's turning its head, it is very kind of mechanical, it's not very um, organic. So, in in regards to, I suppose, because the other thing we, we, we did briefly discuss before the episode was the, how they kind of resolved the thing with Bailey. Because in, in some ways, it kind of... It's, Obviously, I know they were restricted by. Obviously, it's very much part of the times. It's episodic television, but script, budget, literally yeah. everything you can think, think of, of, they were being restricted by. But do you think, if you think of it in a real life term thing, do you think that Kirk was maybe? Do you think the resolution to, for Bailey was done well? Do you think it was kind of Kirk passing the buck a bit? Oh, we'll let him be somebody else's problem, and we'll just. I think you said getting someone new who's more. Ex- no, but. As I said to you earlier, you can see there's a grim where um, Baylock's going, hey, what about next exchange um, program? program? Yeah. And you can see a grin on Bailey's face of kind of, oh, I like that idea. So when Kurt goes, any ideas, Bailey just goes, you know, well, me then. Like, it's not really Kurt getting rid of him. It's, it's Bailey actually volunteering himself. So mm. it's not really yeah. Kurt going, let's get rid of this chap. Because he actually likes Bailey. Mm. That's the thing. It's not like, oh, I'm going to get rid of this idiot. And it's quite interesting with kind of... It's very subtle, but there's a, you can see a little smile on Bailey's mm. face where it's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I could live with it. It's the... it, it, And it works really quite nicely. I like the these. I like all these curtains. And the lights. Yeah. And, <laughs> it, and I think, actually, as you saying that now, it actually fits very nicely into the whole acceptance part of the stages of grief. It's like because at first he's like, as you say, he's like, oh, I want to destroy this thing, and ooh, you know, it's the learning process, and I yeah. think that's learning going into the unknown, and it's kind of you have it, you have it. I think in other shows where it's kind of you want to learn, you're yeah. out here for a reason. Well, go the best way of experiencing it is to go and meet them. So that's a quick. It's quicker and far easier for him to do it that way than for him to be stuck behind a desk. On the bridge of Enterprise, where in effect that is the that is the solution that is Bailey moving forward. Yeah, dealing with what he's gone through, and it's the same in Balance of Terror that that jerk slowly gets used to it and kind of goes, "Oh, actually, you're not half half right, Spock." You know, he's the whole, "Oh, you're a you're a rumbling." Oh yeah, of course, yeah. And then by the end of the episode, it's like, actually, you're not half bad, really. Mm. Mm. And it's in the same in Learning Curve. Dare I say it? <laughs> Whole learning Jeez. curve where they're all kind of, yeah. oh, you're a jerk, you're a twat, Tuvok. And he's going, oh, they're bloody useless, we don't need them. But by the end of it, you have got this thing of them both learning from each other yeah. and they actually get out of it a lot better. Tuvok's better with the Marquee crew, and the Marquee crew are going, actually, he's I think, a bit of a pain in the ass, but he's actually all right. Because I think for you, there's a bit of character growth there, isn't there? You, I say the subplot's completely trash <laughs> with cheese, like. Let's just disable a ship with cheese, but why not? But the whole teaching each other new lessons it actually is quite nice, and you, it's not very often you, you teach a Vulcan a new tricks because they're so long-winded, long-aged, and that they stick to 
who they are, no end. Oh, yeah. Rip. So actually teach Tuvok after Academy and this, and it's quite nice. And that's what I love about this, really. They just go, mm. you know what, if you can bend a little, we can actually follow the rules a bit. And I think that's quite nice. You know, and I would, I mean, I know I know it probably in within the Corbin Mike manoeuvre, I know it's not probably every, it's not a said, but maybe Kirk will. You know, when McCoy saying, "Well, maybe you promoted Bailey too fast. Maybe in future Kirk will think think a bit more and just like." It's hard to say, Joe, because yeah. we don't know enough about the backstory. It was the third episode ever created. Yeah. Maybe they were going to do more with him, but it just never happened. But it, I, I think he was the right. As I said earlier, I think he was the right character for that episode. He was the in plain sight guy. He was the fool guy. Just kind of written in there just to be moved onto that ship to learn hmm. it works it's, it's as i say it's not my favorite episode i did I, I think i said earlier for the episode yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not my most favorite episode but it's all right it's it's original series at, at kind of its best that yeah and you know, season one for you so in terms of the themes it's exploring do you think it does it very well do you think it does it quite well it's pacing's quite good yeah. I, I I do like it. Mm. It's not something that I go crazy for because, mm. as I said, yeah, there's quite a few that I go crazy for, and there's one that I really love. Doomsday. What's that one? I wonder. <laughs> but um, you know, if you kind of I kind of want to watch the original series now. <laughs> talking but about it. If you put it on, I'll I'll watch it, and mm. it yeah. was quite nice watching it back because we had discussion earlier. Neither of us has watched the original series in a long a while. Because I think every year I, I get in the habit of oh, I've got a month to watch, X season of this show or it's been next year recently. I'm not sure I really want to watch a series a show yeah. on my I've, own. I've not watched original series in at least a few years. I can tell you that much. Isn't it no, because they're harder to watch, yeah. which is criminal to say. But I think we all think it. But I think overall, in terms of the themes it it goes from, I mean, as you say, it's three years before that book came out from the from. Uh, I'm looking at yours from when Elizabeth Kubler Ross wrote wrote in her book. So the fact that it was like three years before is is in, is impressive. I don't know. I'm just speculating those nah. origins. It's just kind of it's a bit strange that yeah. it's prior to that book and coming it fit. out. I mean, but... maybe it wasn't their intention, but that it fits no, anyway. But... That's what they've always said. They always try and make it real science as much as they can. So I wonder if there was an article somewhere and Probably one of the production was. members... Again, it's a bit of like trouble with Tribbles. That is all about uh, rabbits in um, Australia. So it could be as similar as that, just kind of... So maybe the theory was already out there. It just hadn't been published in a book yet. Maybe yeah. they said, yeah, just quite possibly. But I think the themes they do... I think they explore... At least for me, they explore the themes quite well... Um, I said with good pacing, good character development, and I think I think it, it still stands up. It was nice to revisit it and say thank you, Cindy, for suggesting it and yeah. pointing us back in the direction of Mission Log because I've yeah. and it stands I've up. always loved Mission Log. Yeah, and I think I think the idea does stand up today. So yeah, thank you very much, Cindy, for I said for coming up for, for coming to us with that and and an easy episode after the last one. Yeah, so thank thank you doubly for that as well. <laughs> Um, it's, yeah, I, I, it was very interesting doing these notes and trying and listening to what Ken and John said and all that sort of thing and just 
I'm just yeah, just adding our own thoughts to it. So yeah, it was nice to follow up on do you know the listener's choice and just kind of put that all to bed because we did Christoph last year and then we're doing it this year and it's kind of done completely yeah. done now. Yeah, we can kind of go, that's another step. That's a, yeah. our series done until the next time we yeah, do it. T- tick off our list. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's a good episode. I think it's just kind of a shame that maybe we haven't seen original series in a long while. Mm-hmm. We, it, I think it's. I mean, I've said this before. I think when we um, and unfortunately, I'm not sure when we're going to do it because what's just around the corner? What is literally a week away? Discovery season. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then we've got so we're re- going to be distracted by that. So yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> like I said, every other series I've gone back to at some point. The original, oh, that I know people say, oh, it's not canon, but also animated series I've not even gone near in oh, longer. I think that's coming more into canon these days with yeah. um, Lower Decks, yeah, which is something else I need to watch on catch up on. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we hope you enjoyed listening, guys. And yeah, I said thank you, um, thank you to Cindy, um, said for the idea, and, he, and also Mission Logs as well. Because go and definitely check that episode yeah. out because it's an hour long, and let's say they're. Their contents always has always has been brilliant and yep. silly to this day because it's it's not them now it's John and someone else because I haven't listened in ages but their content is always great. It's now up to Deep Space Nine and is up to yeah I uh, Simon did actually um, shared at, something with you yes well, not my, that I can remember what it was hard but, times it's hard yeah. time and I had to listen to that. very very interesting actually. Um, oh, they're up to episode 372 and for the uniform, season 5, episode 13. Oh, yes. Mr. That's where they're up to. Mr. Eddington, of course. You can forget Mr. Michael Eddington. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely go and check them out because they're always brilliant. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, our next episode is going to be um, about how podcasting has changed us. So, yeah, that's, again, an idea to Simon come up with, because, you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and uh, I'll actually be doing a social media, um, trying to figure the right word, just say post, I suppose, isn't it? Um, And I'll be, what? (laughs) <laughs> I'm mean, just trying to think of the right terms. Like, yeah. post, like yeah, what else is it going to be? Like? Yeah, so um, yeah, I'll be um, a campaign. Is it a this social no, media campaign? Like? So, a social media post um, we're putting to you guys um, about when you. But well, with with, with with relation to the episode <laughs> of when you think. I don't know what I don't know, when you think our golden age of the podcast was. I don't know, there's so many different ways to describe it. When we're at our height or the golden age of the engaged podcast or Do you want to add a word? No, I'm just intrigued to where you're going with this because it's yeah. genuinely mumbling along. Uh so yeah, that will be I'll be going to the social media soon. So um any any and all responses would be would be greatly appreciated. Um and you know, because I think this is kind of you've kind of been pushing me to do something so, so, like because you've done a lot of social media stuff in the past, haven't you? Tell so, me about it. So it's like, it's like, Jamie, I think you should do something like this. Yeah, why not? So, so that'll be our next episode. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's. Thank you, Cindy. Yeah, thank you, Cindy, and Mission Logs. 
Mission is it Mission Log? Mission Log. Mission Logs, yeah. Mission Logs. Uh, so yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. And uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye.